0: The warmest of greetings to you and welcome to Happily Ever Teaching. This is the podcast to help you enthrall your learners in every subject under the sun using the best teaching method known to science, storytelling. Storytelling. To do this, we feature special guest educators who are passionately keen to empower your children. I am storyteller Chip Cahoon, and with me today is... Hi, I'm Helen.
1: I teach
2: year one and two. Hi, I'm Rob. I teach in a small village school in Buckinghamshire, and I teach in Key Stage 2.
0: And today we are exploring English learning outcomes with a folktale from China. You can listen to the story by downloading our sister podcast, Fables and Fairy Tales, or search our website, epictales.co.uk, for Big Man Drum. There you'll find a video of me telling the story that you can share with your children. And if you're an Epic Educator, as of 30th of September 2022, you'll also get the story as a paperback, gloriously illustrated by Winnie the Witch's very own Corky Paul. Don't worry if you missed that, though, as you can order the book from any bookshop, including Amazon, and Epic Educators can access the ebook and full audiobook through the Epic Tales app. Right now, though, let's continue our discussion with Helen Robb-Nychin and the Gorillas, And we are starting to explore our English learning outcomes today. So shall we start at the ages four to seven? What's the literacy you've drummed out for us from this story, Helen? (laughs) Very good. No, it wasn't. Don't praise (laughs) me for that one. That was a terrible (laughs) pun.
1: (laughs) I've got a a couple of ideas for this one. The first one kind of refers back to... Our PSHE discussion hmm. about being good enough and good virtues that people have, mm-hmm. and I thought it would be fun for the children to have a go at writing an application, <laughs> application for marriage, enrol enrol <laughs> okay. as, as night in, <laughs> you know, because he kind of goes up to the rich man. The rich man knows nothing about him. He has no reason to say yes or no at this point, but he just wants money. You know, he just his his main concern is is riches, and mm. um, actually, instead of despairing. Instead of going off and crying in a forest, could Nai Chin actually write down all the reasons he should marry the rich man's daughter? Right. Give some very persuasive arguments. Mm. We could look at the character of Nai Chin and persuade the rich man that he should marry his daughter, even though he doesn't have much money.
0: Would you first need to have some sort of job description for son-in-law?
1: That would be a great hook into a lesson <laughs> like this. That you could um, get a letter from the rich man saying, no, you're not going to marry my daughter unless you this, 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 and this. You know, I want someone that mm-hmm. works hard, can make enough money for her, all of these attributes, and that would be a good way to give the children some ideas then. Yes. And then, yeah, absolutely, the children then start off orally, of course, and early years can take part in this as well, definitely verbally, and then write maybe a sentence or two and have a go at persuading him, do some persuasive language.
2: So you'd have like a list of essential qualities and desirable yes. things. essential and
1: desirable, yes. yeah. <laughs> and then the children could explore lots of sort of superlative language that they're mm. going to put in there. <laughs> yes. yeah, that was one idea. The other idea I thought would be to write some very detailed descriptions of what a gorilla looks like. Ooh. I've originally thought that maybe this could be Nighting doing the job of describing a gorilla for the rich man so that you know when you go to the forest, this is what they look like but he's supposed mm. to keep his eyes closed so that kind of doesn't quite work but
0: <laughs> no, no I, don't, I don't know because if you're trusting that you're going to get picked up and carried through the forest by some sort of creature but you've got to keep your eyes closed you probably would like to know what it looks like
1: there you go so it does work yeah i should <laughs> so think so i thought it would be fun to do some looking at photos and footage of gorillas because they're very incredible creatures aren't they mm. i saw something the other day as you do when you're you know on the internet on youtube of a silverback gorilla crossing a road with his family in front of a tourist truck. And it's just incredible, <laughs> this gorilla and the way it moves. And I thought it would be a really engaging activity for the children to look at some gorillas yeah, and then describe them. using some really descriptive language. Imagine the rich man doesn't know what they look like, doesn't know what's going to happen. How would you describe these gorillas?
0: Mm-hmm. And you'd want to use... Real photos for that? Or could you use Corky's illustrations?
1: Either one, I think, would be great. I think you could use whichever you chose to do. You could get the children doing some. As part of this, they could provide the rich man with a diagram as well, Mm -hmm. as well as some written words which links nicely into other subjects like science when you're looking at features of animals. Excellent.
0: Well, as we start climbing up into the canopy with ages (laughs) 7 to 11, so I'm getting slightly better, um, (laughs) what have you managed to tap out for us, Rob?
2: Again, a couple of ideas, and it's more to do with looking at the text of the story and thinking of it that way. So the first idea that I came up with was, what do we know about Nai and his family from before the story starts because it starts off with when his mother died young Nightin had no family left mm. so it's going kind of, oh what is the backstory where did these characters come from what did the mum look like what did mm. the, what happened to the dad are there yeah, any siblings
1: yeah. yeah that's interesting yeah
2: so to just kind of build up the prequel almost yeah yes here's what it's happened
1: biography of Nightin yes
2: up to that point so that would be a good check to see what the imagination of your children is like and not only their imagination but kind of giving it a bit of like reality as well not oh they lived in a spaceship and mm. they flew <laughs> down once the asteroid had destroyed all of their sunflowers or
0: it's checking their ability to make good inferences yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. because they they have to have their prequel end in a way that leads into the beginning of this story and Sort of sets up this story. So you might need to explain in your prequel. Why Nai Chin is as patient as he is, or maybe he isn't patient. Maybe he's actually um, petrified when the gorillas are surrounding him and he doesn't move because he's he's so scared. Maybe he yeah. has, in this prequel, had another encounter with gorillas maybe, that didn't yeah. go so well. Maybe, maybe it was gorillas that carried his father off or something. I don't know.
1: Oh, there's a lot of scope for some creative writing there in the upper years, isn't there?
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. I think you'd get a lot of different ideas, a lot of different interpretations, but. Again, focusing them in on what, what's actually realistic, what what would fit with the story, because that's, that's a tricky skill to learn, isn't it?
2: Mm. So. And it's, it kind of links into the reading objectives as well as so the guided reading. Like you infer things from stories. I do this with 10, 11, 12 year olds. What do you think's happened? Why is it like this? Whereas with younger children, you would use your inference skills on what they've read. This is kind of inferring from what they've not read. Mm. So it's almost a higher level inference. You said it much more succinctly than I did. Uh, I did.
0: <laughs> that's because I was only saying it to try and prod a longer answer out of you, though. So.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mission accomplished.
2: <laughs> and the second idea is to do with speech hmm. because I was reading the story. I was like, well, "There's no speech marks here. There's no like direct speech until <laughs> mm. my chin meets the rich man." Yeah. So I was thinking, well. I have my teacher hat on, I'm afraid. And I was thinking, well, has he done no talking up until this point of the story? (laughs) Has he just walked around with his lips closed? I was thinking, so what kind of speech could you add in as he's met other people or talked to his pet cat or whatever else Mm -hmm. he's done? Mm -hmm. But just practice using speech, making sure you've got all the punctuation in the right place and things like that. Mm. So you could kind of take the written text and then edit it to add in the speech and then rewrite it making sure that you're focusing on it yeah
0: i guess you've got plenty of lovely opportunities for that like his first meetings with the rich man's daughter for example they yeah, could have been yeah. dramatized couldn't they yeah yeah
1: and um, i really like that idea because it takes the pressure off the children from writing a whole a whole story or a whole paragraph themselves they've, yeah. they've got the ideas there they've got the story they're simply adding bits in Mm. i think that'd be really effective
0: well could you sort of um encourage your young learners to almost be disney's workshop uh, you know sort of how they're going to make this into the next disney film they've got to dramatize it that means adding some scenes because disney do this all the time they take a, a story like aladdin which you can tell in about 10 minutes they turn, <laughs> yes, it, to and turn it into an epic, epic yeah. exactly yeah
2: and that would also build into script writing yes mm. uh, which is another part of the key stage two writing curriculum as well fabulous i had one very final tiny thing and it's to do with one word that you used in this
0: story which Ooh. is the word
1: oh. battery
0: I wondered whether you were going to pick up on that.
1: (laughs) Yes, I thought that when I read it, I thought, oh, okay. (laughs) Why
2: did you think I'd pick up on it,
0: Chip? Well, because at some points in writing these stories for you epic educators, what I like to do is show how as a story continues, if you do have repeated refrains, you can drop in higher levels of vocabulary and your young learners will pick them up. They'll sort of get the new meanings of things from the fact that they've got the image in their head. They sort of know what's happening and you're just giving it a new label. I think there is a certain element of this story as well, which is sort of about things not being immediately what they seem. And so, you know, we all kind of have a, a very common use of the word battery which is not what a lawyer would use the word battery for and not what a, a you know a judge or a, even a policeman might use the word battery for so it's just a nice way of um, slipping in uh, the kind of vocabulary that hopefully none of your young learners are ever going to hear from a policeman <laughs> or a lawyer or a judge. not
1: <laughs> yes
2: i i like that is there anything else that you know about me and the topics and the subjects that i like to bring in
0: oh as in is this going to be a, an etymology thing yes yeah oh okay right i'm really excited about this now go on then but, and just whilst you were talking
2: i was thinking about it as well. so the french word for drum like drumming is batter or battery oh wow is it yeah yeah so if you are a drummer you are a batter <laughs>
0: because you're hitting oh, it It's hitting... fantastic uh, yes. well, yeah because we talk about battering things don't we yeah yes yeah. and if like in
2: sport if you are a cricket person you are a batter you're hitting the ball uh-huh. so i was like oh yes
0: brilliant brilliant so we got a, a, a modern foreign language link in here yeah. <laughs>
1: so what would you do with that rob with your class
0: i would drop it in and watch their brains
2: go <laughs> and then carry on with what i was and doing like carry on yeah. yes
1: yeah. yes there you go
0: that's all we have time for in this episode, folks. If you'd like to talk to us about anything you've heard in this podcast, or if there's a subject you are soon to teach that you'd like us to cover, you can find us on social media using at teach Happily, or leave us a review using your favorite podcast app. Please also share this podcast with your colleagues and help us start a story-led revolution in classrooms around the world so children everywhere can learn in a way that's effective, memorable and enjoyable all at the same time. Tomorrow, Nai Chin and the Gorillas will help us teach maths. But right now, it only remains for us to say cheerio and we hope to hear your story soon. So, cheerio cheerio. and we we hope to hear hear your story soon. soon.